Hey everyone, welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran and a little bit of a four minute late start because uh, I wasn't quite ready. So the live audience has been entertained here for a few minutes and Rob, Rob I'm, I haven't drank a Red Bull in a week. Wow. <laughs> so you must have been busy. <laughs> I've got, I've got one ready. Uh, I'm probably going to drink it, but every welcome Rob. How you doing? I'm doing good. Todd. Yeah. yeah. There's. Lots of interesting stuff going on really? in space right now. <laughs> you start start connecting dots and it becomes a little bit interesting. So Yeah. yeah. So oh, so you, we're gonna do some dot connecting today then. Well, hopefully it'll dot connect in, in, in listeners' minds. Right. Oh, all right. Those so, those dots are already connected and and I'm sure they are in yours, actually. Yep. So today, 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 I guess yes. we might as well talk about the Oh, come on. You're making me log in. I was going to show something on the screen. Wait, let's talk about Amazon. Yeah. They, uh, pulled, they kind of pulled a rabbit out of their hat here by, by launching so fast. So, yeah. So I'll just put it to you that way. So, oh, it's so, all good. It's all good. Oh, a rabbit out of their hat and they launched pretty, a pretty, lot faster than they were going to. Hmm. Why is that? I wonder. I don't know. They, I don't, there must be a sense of urgency. So for those of you that haven't seen it yet, this is very, very, very cool. They got a cool thing on the left-hand column. It says podcast library. Oh, look at there. Look what's right up here. New media show because I've got that show subscribed to. Right up there. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, you know, it looks, of course, all, you know, here's the thing, Amazon, it's the same stuff for right. podcast essential. Could you have not done better? It's the beginning, Todd. I think they can tweak. Trending this, trending podcast. Yeah. Featured this week. Right. So that's going to be a thing. Yep. Right. Trending right. in crime, podcast for music, latest news, top in society, comedy, business, right. Right. TV and film. Oh, we're, no tech. No. Are you oh, wait. surprised? Uh, wait, here we go. It's still loading. Strong black voices, trending in history, popular in family. There we go. Tech's way at the bottom. It's always at the bottom. Culture of celebrity. Sports, that's surprising. Mm -hmm. Now there's a good one. I would admit that the fantasy foot the fantasy footballers, they they deserve to be close to the top. Popular in arts. I see a lot of podcast award previous winners in here. Mm -hmm. So uh anyway, but let me Rob, this is a thing that really made my day. So on Geek News Central, I use episode art. So my internet connection is being slow. Why is that? So let me. Because um, you're saturating it with video right now. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be so slow. Yeah. Why? Or or either that or Amazon's being slow, which it'd be hard to believe. But so I did. Uh, I did use the the Amazon smart speaker to access, um, you know, a couple of podcasts this morning, and I. I noticed that you do have to be explicit about asking for your podcast on Amazon Music. So you need to say, you know, 
play podcasts, this podcast name on Amazon Music, because it, it appears that the default for what plays uh, in the smart speaker platform for Amazon uh, is still um, Apple Podcasts. Mm. So. Well, the one search must have a bug, but let me show you the thing that I was really, really excited about. Mm-hmm. How many of you use episode art? Well, yeah, it, it shows up there right with your episode. I do. It? I use episode art. So let's go to 1466. We'll load this one up. Oh, naughty, naughty, naughty. Auto playing. Uh, naughty, 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 Amazon. You can't do that. Oh, autoplay? Autoplay. Right. But they're using album art. I just noticed that. Let me try that again. Let me click. Oh, I see what I did. I clicked on the play button. On the, now you let clicked me, on the play button that's on that's the That's right. Okay. So, good, okay. Artwork. Good yeah. Amazon. <laughs> change your change your pace, right? As long yeah. as I click on a little play action icon, it's yeah. probably okay, right? So, it shows the album art. So a lot of podcasters don't do that. Now, the only thing that's interesting is, is they, they use, they don't use, at least for my site, they don't use the entire snippet. They, they take so many words. I saw someone was, I think Rob was bragging. Let me, let me search for podcast 411. So you're talking about the, the episode description, right? That's what yeah. you're talking about? So his has got more in it. So we're going to have to find out what Apple, what, what, I mean, what Amazon is. Because I use Yoast SEO. So maybe because I use Yoast SEO, the, it only took the, a little bit of the snippet of the, of the program to, uh, right. so so does it look like it's truncated there? It's truncated. It, it's definitely truncated. Yeah, because if you know, you go back and look at the the show notes for that show, which you know, it it's lengthy. Yeah, so they must not be p- picking it up from the same place. Oh. No, no, but they do. Here's something interesting: is they they load a new tab, which is generally frowned upon, but that they don't want they want this page to stay. So anytime. They send you to your page. They. That's not necessarily a bad user experience. No, not necessarily bad. But anyway, that that's out and about. Yep. I believe that they they currently have around. I think it's around seventy thousand podcasts in the catalog. Is all they have so far. Well, some something like. So. Hopefully, it'll grow get bigger and at the so same they had to start with something yep right. and at the same time there was a little news come out of apple today yeah actually well uh, not out of apple but it was in it pod news yeah it didn't come out of apple it actually came out of jake shapiro now the head of creator partnerships at apple which is a new fairly high level position at apple is it new or they replace somebody? Mm, brand new. Brand new. So that's interesting move on his part. Mm-hmm. So he's he's going to have to back out of uh, working on uh, Radio Public and and I think he was also leading the Pod Fund company too, which is a company that 
that was formed to invest in podcasts. Um, so he's going to pull himself out of that. And th- both those companies are going to need new leadership. Yeah. You know, if I wasn't the CEO of Blueberry, that had been a fun, that had been a fun job to apply for at Apple. But, you know, I don't think that my team would have appreciated me going over there to work. Probably not. Hell, as many companies as you worked from, I'm surprised you're not over there working in that job. So, you know, I was, you've had every domain name in your address in the book. So, you know. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, that's not for me. <laughs> but, so I like the um, place of being kind of like sitting at a, uh, I don't know if it's kind of more of a higher, not a higher level as far as place, but just kind of like being able to look at the whole space, right? Yeah. And not be with a particular platform. I kind of did that for, you know, I did it at Microsoft with Zoom and did it to some degree with Podcast One. So I've had that experience. Just, um, I like the being able to sit higher up in the space and help everybody. If I went over there and got the job, we would have had to stop this show. Right. <laughs> well, but it does point out something that apple is pretty aggressive right um around trying to populate their team around podcasts and they're they also hired a a a woman over there to lead their original content side too so they're starting to produce podcasts just like what's been going on uh with their their tv and movie side too where they're they're starting to produce programs just like amazon and netflix have been doing for for years too so in uh, Microsoft and Xbox. I mean, all these big companies are starting to get into the content game. Um, some to greater or lesser success, but um, but yeah, I mean, this signals that Apple is paying attention to what's going on here, and they're making some moves that aren't always visible because they're not as outwardly publicity-oriented as some of the other um, platforms are. Yeah, I... Again, lots of little movements here and there right. in the podcasting space. People changing jobs, moving up or across in hierarchy, and always fun to watch. Yeah, it is. And it's oh, happening more now than ever before, which is really kind of cool. You know, I really screwed up. Did you, Todd? What happened? Two, man, why didn't I do this in the beginning? You should have kicked me. Two monumentous events happened today. Well, we can still talk about it, right? Well, the first one is happy 16th birthday in podcasting, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Well, thank you, sir. It's, yeah. Well, actually, 20 years, really, when I started. Okay, uh, in podcasting. Online (laughs) stuff, but but podcasting specifically, yeah, I started uh, 2004, uh, September 15th, 16th is when my my enclosure tag got added to my blog feed. Now, so, if we want right. to, if we want to like do online time, now I can go back to my bulletin more days when I was dialing up at 1200 baud. If you want to go there, but yeah, but were you <laughs> doing a show and publishing? No, <laughs> no, uh, not at all. That's, that's, that's what I started doing <laughs> in 99. So yeah. So anyway, yeah, cool. And also today is our, Officially, our 400th episode with the combined episodes from the Saturday morning tech show that transitioned to the new media show. So we're we're at 400 today. Yeah, 
big 400. It only took us, what, 10 plus years or so to get here. Right. <laughs> Lots of Saturdays off in between, right? Right. A lot of Saturdays off. And, uh, yeah. but we've been putting the steam on here in the last, you know, three, four, five months with two a day. So, or two a month, two a week. Yeah. 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 No, it's definitely, that number's grown a lot faster now than ever before. That's yeah. for sure. Especially since this pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> We haven't missed as many episodes as we normally Yeah, do. we don't have any place to go except when I need a mental vacation, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> Definitely. But one thing is interesting here on, uh, anyway, so any congratulations, Rob. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then congratulations, new media show. <laughs> right. Yay. <laughs> um, one thing that is interesting about this uh, this podcast library on Amazon is that it has um, it's kind of got a an interesting feel to it it's it's very modern mm-hmm. and I, I think they did a pretty good job with this with this implementation mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a relatively short period of time now, keep in mind, one of the, the team members there that worked on this project uh, was one of the gentlemen that uh, was the technology um, mastermind behind Stitcher for many years. Mm. So there's some experience on that team that goes back to the early days of, uh, of podcasting. And to be honest with you, I had never logged in to Amazon Music before this morning. I'd never been on the platform before. I'd never. Because I, I'm in, you know, I use an iPod and or I, an iPhone, and when I go to the gym, I'm, I've got a playlist with, you know, another company that I play. So, right. it's the first time I've actually been on the website. But it's well, interesting why? that you found that the smart home, the or, or the A L E X A, required you to. How, how did? What was the words you had to say? Well, it's the same thing if you have normally had to do play such and such podcast on Amazon music. Oh, so I had to say that. And, but if I just said, play this, the name of a podcast, right. it defaulted to app. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. So how long before there, that gets up, sir? I don't know. I, I think it maybe has a lot to do with, um, the depth of catalog. Would be my guess. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, I sent a, I put in a backlog ticket to make sure we added to, you know, we had to tell them go dig out what they're using for a user agent. So right. we can add it to the stats. Cause that'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow. But well, I don't see my Amazon place. I mean, it's exciting for me to see it happen. Cause I've been, you know, given that I've been, up in Seattle for most of my life. Um, I've actually known a lot of people on at Amazon over the years and have met with the Amazon music team many times o- over the years. And they, they've always had um, questions about podcasting and whether or not they should get involved in it and have met with them and, and their smart agent team too, for many years as well um, to, to talk about, you know, adding podcasting. So this is something that's been brewing with Amazon for, for a long time. So this isn't something that just happened 
overnight. Um, it took some momentum on their side, and I think it took seeing other big music platforms do it as well. So, you know, people tend to, you know, follow leaders um, out there to some degree where you would think that Amazon would be kind of leading this, but in some ways, I think once Spotify jumped into it and then they saw Pandora and then they, you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's like, well, we got to add it. If we, we have to. Compete. Yeah. So one thing kind of on this same kind of um, topic line is I did notice on, on uh, Spotify that they put out some research and, you know, about um, what's going on on their platform around, you know, the balance between listening to podcasts versus listening to music, right? And they they did some analysis going from January first through um, like um, like May um, and June time period, and what they saw was um, there wasn't a lot of decline in music listening. It was just hmm. a fraction, just a very small decline in music listening. For a brief period of time, um, and but what they saw was almost a twenty percent increase in the amount of time that each user spent listening on Spotify. And and what's interesting about this is that um, this has been kind of a common thread that I was I saw even when I was uh, working on Zoom at Microsoft was was if I looked at the overall numbers <clears throat> and what I I saw in the numbers is that podcasting was additive, not a replacement for um, other types of media. And that, to some degree, I, I think that analogy has played out a little bit with radio, too. I think people have added podcasts, but it hasn't necessarily always replaced their consumption of radio. That's too bad. In, in a certain kind of demographic, right? Um, I think as you move through the timeline, I I believe what you see is it's a generational shift. Um, and I think what this is pointing out is maybe the cost savings aren't quite as significant as many people have speculated uh, around, you know, saving listeners and royalties uh, on music. Well, that makes um, me feel really good that Spotify is still having to uh, not get any offset. So they have to, uh, make their money back in podcasting one way or the other, because they're, if, if they're not getting an offset, I chuckle a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's really kind of consistent when I think about it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's probably many people who listen to this show that, probably listen to music on Spotify and, and they also listen to podcasts. It'd be interesting to get feedback from people, what they actually do. Uh, do they listen to podcasts on Spotify and how does that impact their music list? Um, my guess is based on looking at this research that it probably hasn't changed their music listening patterns that much. So did their stock have a negative reaction to that announcement or? You know, that's the question. I haven't seen that, um, but it does beg the question, right? Um, that maybe the financial benefit isn't quite as great as everyone thought it was. Um, right, because that's what know, we all assumed. Right, that they were going to save a bunch of money on um, their royalty payments to music creators, but maybe it's not going to happen that way. So maybe the only way that they can really monetize this is through advertising. Which... Mm, dun 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 
which raises another set of questions. Right. (laughs) But, you know, speaking of Spotify, there was a, an anchor, there was an article on the verge that came out and I'm going to be quite frank. Yeah. That, that was a snowball interview like any I've ever seen and it, it, you know, it's not technically difficult. They said, this is a new vector. I'm, (laughs) you know, I I just, I just, I just giggled, um, you know, that it was a really a snowball puff piece, the verge, you know, they must have somebody on some, you know, they, they must, they must buy a lot of verge advertising. (laughs) When you, when you get a snowball puff ball, interview like that you know you go back and say let's how much does spotify spend on advertising at the verge you know because uh you know it's not the questions i would have asked right right and and i wouldn't a lot of them got off with some some fluff well one thing also is that from what i can tell in the article there was no mention of uh spotify Right. Which this is the, believe it or not, I think this is the first time we've actually heard from an actual anchor employee. Well, he's the CEO and founder. Is that his actual still title? I, I doubt it. Well, I mean, he's founder. Okay. So, I mean, I've, I've met Michael before. Right. But here's the thing. This is the first we've heard from anybody from anchor. Probably right. since the acquisition. A long time. A long right. time. Right. Yeah. Matter of fact, I didn't even know he still had a job over there. It, it looked to me like Anchor was just kind of running, you know, but. Well, I think we all just assumed that Anchor was now, which, which if you look at the organizational chart, um, you know, really the, the brand Anchor is kind of getting suppressed a little bit now. It's, it's mostly Spotify. So, but, you know, Anchor is still a thing. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not. So, but, but I mean, a lot of the staff um, that is working on Anchor things are Spotify. So it appears then someone at Spotify said, hey, uh, you need to come out of your basement. This is yours to deal with. Come out of your basement and, uh, you know, stick your head above ground. And, and, oh, by the way, we've arranged a interview with one of our, I'm just being real, especially, I mean, I'm being real naughty here. Uh, right. One of our, you know, one of our partners, The Verge, they got a softball interview for you. It's a little PR, you know, PR damage. It's come on. Well, and the article also throws out a number. I don't know if you know this, Todd. It said, um, it, it says the company found a few dozen shows that were, you know, that were pirated on their platform out of more than 650,000 shows that have been uploaded to <laughs> anchor this year shows or episodes. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And how many of those shows are active and yeah, which is a whole nother question, but yeah. Um, that's so, a lot of shows though. So <laughs> I have to say if it's true. So if, if, if the anchor folks want to come on and really, Tell us what you're really technically going to do. That would be helpful. We would love to hear you, hear from you because. Yeah. But 
hey, I'm not saying that none of us are not susceptible to this. Well, so, the article did, did have Marco Arment quoted in it. I so, saw that it was toward the end of the article. What did Marco say? Uh, it says here, Overcast uh, doesn't have its own approval process. So what what they got was through the Apple Podcast directory. Um, say it says uh, basically, Overcast outsources the approval process to Apple. And and uh, say Marco told the the Verge. I can and do respond to any claims sent to me, but I, I receive very few as overcast neither approves nor hosts podcast directly. That said, the vast majority of claims I do receive are for anchor hosted podcasts. So take that for what it, and, what it says. And so again, most of the problems are coming. Someone wants to spend 12 bucks. Or get a thirty-day free trial I, with us. I can't. I can't stop someone from cloning content either. You know, so it, it's yeah. migrating. Yes, but cloning is a. I don't think any of us have any ability to stop someone from well, doing a clone at the scale that these guys are adding shows. I mean. I mean, a human looking, I mean, it's probably more plausible for <clears throat> our platforms to have a human look at every show created, um, than it is for these folks. I mean, unless it's, do you it's, look, uh, do you, I don't, I, Hey, no, I, a slippery I mean, slope I, there, Rob. Well, I, I know I used to get a list sent to me when I was working for Spreaker of every show that was created in the platform, basically an email that basically right. was almost like a spreadsheet that ran through new shows that were added to the platform every day. Right. So I could actually scroll through that list really quick to see what the names of the shows were and all that stuff. And sometimes they would pop out to me, but, but um, would you have known that that particular, sh- what was the name of the show again? That was, I wouldn't have known there's too, there's too many shows. I wouldn't have known that show would have been cloned unless we were running dupe check on. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of shows, you know, obviously, you know, like, like the example that they used was cereal, right? If I saw cereal pop up on my list, right, that would be a flag to me. Yeah. Um, you know, the the Ezra Klein show, that that would probably be a flag to me to see. I mean, I would take a look at it, see, well, right. you know, is, is is the Verge really, you know, adding their shows to our platform? Mm-hmm. You know, that that that's the thinking process that I would go through about that. But um but that's that's tough for a platform like Anchor to do that because they've got six hundred fifty thousand shows that have been added just this past year. Um, that's kind of hard to human edit or human review, right? So, so, but anyway, yeah, I'm not sure what the technical solution is here. Um, actually, well, I, I've got some ideas internally that I've already submitted to my dev team right as and it's basically it's not complicated it's like you said send me a list of the new shows right every day and flag when there's a duplicate show name or and it needs to be somebody needs to scroll through that list right daily that is pretty knowledgeable about the podcast but then again i'm doing a cursory check what if they 
they, and I'm going to have to sell it, tell the dev team, okay, so they're going to ask me, what if they miss a letter or something? Do we still tell it to do for, because someone could get around by that, by just changing the title just a little bit. Right. You know, my cursory look would not be perfect. Right. And that's not, that's not hard to do. And I don't, because, so as an example, so what's, because I'm not hosting the other content. You know, I can't do a CRC check on media that, because, you know, if if you're, if you're hosting it, Rob, at Libsyn, right? And let's say it's let's say it's uh you know Rogan still over well he's moving but let's say one of your shows, and someone right. comes over and does a a clone on my site. I don't have a CRC value for that media file that's hosted on your website. I would have to download every one of your hosting customers media files to have that, that checksum in order to do a media match on the media file. And I, we don't do that. So, you know, maybe it's watermarking or something as someone mentioned in one of our previous episodes, that's going to have to be done. Maybe that's well, how Todd, we detect. The, the only platforms that are really, that, that have the motivation, or I know provide the motivation are the ones that are doing automated monetization. But so, I, but I'd want to make everyone understand though, that Rob, that we are not, it, the likelihood is less, but we are not, we, this could happen to us. It could, it could definitely. Yeah. But, but the big difference is, is that the ones, the platforms that have easy, sure. um, transfer, copying, cloning, whatever you want to call it of RSS feed. And it's free and there's automated monetization linked up with it. That those are the platforms that the pirates are going to tend to gravitate towards. Right. Yeah. Cause they want to make money. That's, yeah. that's always the motivation for doing this. There, there really isn't any motivation for somebody to come in and, and pay $20 a month to host cereal on, on Lipson or something. Where's the benefit mm-hmm. unless they start running monetization campaigns against it. Right which is a little harder to do on our platforms than That's it is right. at Anchor. Right. Well, there, there's no automated monetization at Blueberry. You have to go through a process. Right. right. So this problem is going to exist, and it did exist at Spreaker. It, it happened when I was working at Spreaker, and I had to take... People would add shows to their, their account at Spreaker so they could listen to the shows. This is their right. excuse, that they could listen to their shows on Spreaker.com. Mm-hmm as part of their account. Right. But, but once speaker turned on, um, automated monetization, then it, it turned into a whole nother level of issue. Cause you, you know, once you start making money from someone else's content, you can get a lot of, you can get a lot more trouble for that. Right. So that's when lawsuits start flying around. Right. So, so, but that's, that's the challenge, right? Um, once we add, our platforms, if we ever add automated monetization, then the, you know, hopefully we will learn from this and take appropriate act, whatever that is. Right. I'm getting dinged here. What's the ding? Ding Oh, anyway, I think we beat that. Yeah. That that one to death. So, So, and we've talked about it enough here on the show too already, but I just, I just, 
I I just couldn't let the Verge article go because I I was like, wow, it's like uh, getting a presidential interview without any real question. So, softball, yeah, very softball very softball, very soft, soft, soft. <laughs> so, did you see the the research that came out from? Uh, what did this come out from? Um, I remember. Oh, was it uh, Westwood One? Oh yeah, I, I didn't. And uh, Cumulus, the the fall download report that they have talking about uh, how the fastest growth that they're seeing in listeners. This is a listener research is around heavy podcast listeners. And once you kind of get it said, um, heavy podcast listeners six plus hours a week is growing at a pretty significant clip, but those that are listening three to are from under three to three to five hours a week is actually declining. Hmm. So that tells me that maybe the, the entry level listener side isn't growing as fast right now as the heavy listener. Hmm. I've been trying to think about what that means. Does it mean that we've kind of, over the last three years, we've kind of hit a wall on growing um, new people to listen to podcasts? Or are they just immediately going from listening to none till just saturation in their life? That's where all the growth is. Mm. I don't know. Well, I think that you know, if you look at the survey data from Tom Webster and their team, it's growing at a pretty good clip. Yeah, in that research, right? Yeah. So I don't think it's come as a surprise, right? So, so I, t- I tell you what, I'm watching a lot less of, I, and I don't know if it's just because of COVID or, but I I can't tell you when the last time I watched any mainstream television I I have watched oh, I, like ABC CBS NBC any, kind of stuff months maybe maybe more than six months I have watched zero of that content now I have watched now listen to podcasts and watch YouTube stuff I have my my I, I used to be like uh or like HBO when they would come out with series or even Netflix with series. Yeah. Um and, and there's been some new stuff that's come out. I I just am not I'm watching more user generated content than I ever have. I, I, I would say that my my movie watching maybe one or two movies a month but I'm mostly watching YouTube series. I'm watching. So I, I don't know. Is anybody else the same? It's. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I could, I could believe that. I mean, I'm so are you watching, um, any, any other like more niche cable channels? No, nothing. Matter of fact, okay. I said the other day, why do I, I've been subscribed to YouTube TV. They just raised the price. I'm like, I haven't loaded the app. 
the YouTube TV app in three months. I'm like, this is dumb. So I actually canceled yesterday my YouTube TV subscription. Oh. Now I am paying for premium YouTube. So I, I don't know, Rob. It's it maybe so you you on Netflix? Yeah, I have Netflix. You you have Amazon Prime? I do. Okay. Well, I've got Hulu and I've got Disney. So that's 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 the future right there. So it to me and what I, I guess here's what I found is that and it's gonna sound kind of weird and maybe I don't know, maybe it's just the season we're in. I'm watching survival. Guys are out in like the woods that are how to survive and I'm watching people that are yachting, you know, yachting lifestyle, stuff that I'll never be able to afford, you know, and, and stuff like that that is and it's maybe just because of the season we're in where we're locked down and we can't go anywhere and you're thinking about survival and you're thinking about, so what was the, what's been the fastest growing niche? What's the fastest growing content category right now? Is it still storytelling or, you know, what, what's category is growing the fastest in podcast? I haven't seen any numbers on that, but I my guess is that it's probably still the, the true crime storytelling genre. Yeah. would be my guess. It's dominated heavy, heavy, heavy women listenership on that. Yeah. Yep. So that's true. So does that go back to the time we live and this, we're in this survival mentality. Is that what is driving that? Yeah. I mean, I watched the new, uh, the series, I think it's just a documentary on Netflix that, uh, pretty new up there called the social dilemma. Uh huh. So you should go, go definitely go watch that. Go watch that I, one. Yeah. Because it, it's a, it's a documentary style hybrid, ser- um, movie type of thing mm-hmm. that, that explores the dangerous human impact of social networking. And it talks with tech experts, uh, from, you know, former employees, uh, at Facebook, Twitter, oh, Instagram, these people that had, that were doing content moderation, you know, they're, they were building algorithms, Todd, that were manipulating people and oh, that r- continues today. Rob, Rob, Facebook, come on now. Facebook. It's, it's, it's the economy of all of ours. Right. And, and it, these experts, these tech experts, and a lot of them, which is ironic, a, a, a lot of them that are raising the red flag are, are the same people that built these things. These, these, uh, predatory algorithms that play with people, play with people's minds to get them to, to participate and engage and apply their attention to these mediums as a method of making money. So, and I kept thinking about as I was watching this, uh, documentary and these, some of the people that were talking there, I, you know, I've met before and stuff like that over the years, but their, <clears throat> their whole job was to figure out ways to, you know, analyze people's psychology and, and create almost like addictive behavior, right? So as you think about how we all use our mobile devices, right? All of us are pretty addicted to these things. Now, granted, one of the big differences that you and I have to some degree is the fact that we 
lived in an era that didn't have these devices, right? So I, I lived probably almost half my life without mobile, right? But I've lived half with, them. so it's, I can see the other side, but I, I think as you look at the younger generation coming through, that's all they know. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, they just assume that this is normal, right? What's happening with these social media apps. And I, and I think it's also, uh, a little, little bit indicative. If you go back and you look at the history of podcasting, when podcasting kind of declined in people's attention focused on podcasting was about the same time that, uh, social media took off. Right. And you think back on, I've been thinking a lot about this and, and, and then now that social media certainly is kind of on the decline with people's kind of trust, right. And authenticity and being able to believe what's going on over there. And there, there was a lot of bad stuff going on over there. Interesting how we're going back to audio on podcasting because it's more of a trusted medium. People, you know, and I think it's an interesting thing that we need to hold on to uh, around the openness of this medium and the fact that there aren't gatekeepers. Because one of the problems with these social networks is that there are manipulating gatekeepers that are controlling our, our attention. We really don't have that in podcasts. The most effective filter on Facebook is the Sue's 30 day feature. What's that? I'm not familiar with that. You you have never snoozed someone for thirty days on Facebook? Snoozed someone? No. Oh, there's a there. You know, you get you go through, and you know there are people that have lost their mind. Let's just put it that way. Oh, I don't doubt that. So yeah. there's a way to snooze them for thirty days so they don't show up in your news feed. Just so they chill out. A they they bit, disappear. Right? Well, you, you just you put them on snooze. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I find you're the more of, you're tired of seeing uh, their, 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 their BS. Right? right. And I find the more I do that, the more Facebook says, oh, he doesn't like this type of content. I'm not going to present that to him. So that is one filter that works very well. You do that about 10 times in one day. Right. <laughs> you don't have to unfriend somebody. You just, you just put them on snooze so that you don't have to see their their dialogue. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and and I mean, I'm very, I'm very liberal with that snooze for 30 days. <laughs> plus, plus the, you know, what it shows in this movie is kind of visually how this algorithm works. Right. So it, it's, it really kind of lays it out for you that the algorithm is always trying to, to, to crack the code, as they say, with the human being. Right. So yep. let's say a person puts the phone down, right. And they don't, they don't pick it up or interact with it for some period of time. The algorithm makes it that, buzz right? and then tries to figure out some way to <laughs> get your attention again. Right. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. It's this, you know, trying to drive that dopamine fix, right? Right. Like, oh, right. He's trying to get hold of me. I better pick up my phone and look, right. Or it pops the screen open or something, you know, whatever. And it piques your curiosity and you pick up the phone and you start to get sucked <laughs> in again. Right. And this is, this is what they talk about in this documentary, which is really fascinating coming from the people that actually built these things and how they're starting to raise a red flag saying this may be a reason why our country is so divided. So, so Rob, (laughs) welcome to the club. Welcome. Welcome. I've been telling people on my tech show, cut mainstream media out of your life. Cut. Well, no, (laughs) 
No, this isn't an issue about mainstream media. <laughs> no, it is too. <laughs> I mean, it, it's linked up with it. Right? It's all of it. Right. It's definitely they're they're all playing the same game, and yeah, and how I like to think about this. It's all about our attention. Right? Yeah, that's what's being traded here is all all of our attention, right? Yeah. Oh, well, right. Uh, welcome. So, well, <laughs> I've known this all along. So okay. Okay. I mean, it's. Where why these big companies are valued like they are right now, the Facebook and <laughs> um, Apple and and all these folks, is because they're trading in people's attention. That's right, they are. Now, granted, some of them make more money on it than others. Apple is a little bit different. Apple sells devices, but um, but certainly the software that's built for them is is are, are the platforms that are actually abusing. All of us. My mom said to me the other day, she says, it's kind of scary. She says, Facebook is serving me ads, the stuff that I actually want to click through to on. And I said, mom, you've been on Facebook too much, <laughs> you know, because they've learned. It, they've learned what triggers her and what she likes. And they present stuff to her and, you know, so, she, she likes to shop. So, yeah. So now you can un understand when we talk about machine learning and AI, we're already living in a machine <laughs> learning are. and AI world. Yeah. And you, but, and, and when Rob and I and did talk about wanting to try to keep our podcast listeners privacy safe, then you, you know, we are really enemies of the uh, enemies of the machine, Rob. No, we not. are. We're enemies of the machine. We're any enemies of the machine learning piece. Right being in this holding the stance that we do right because we hold creators and audiences over money mm -hmm. holy crap i know are we evil i guess so well i'm also not, not getting not really, too i'm yeah. also not getting 2.25 million dollars in investment to be able to to look at people's lives and uh, make judgment calls value extract of. value out of listeners but yet podcasters are often buying in and not knowing what they're buying into yeah i mean this is this is definitely a much bigger question that gets back to all of ours position whether it be lipson or yourself or whatever around why privacy is such a and privacy in the open platform of podcast is so important given what we're seeing happen what can happen so, yeah, you, when you have a product that's free, you're the pro you're the product and, and, and yet that company is getting major investment. Yeah. Why? That's what has me concerned a little bit about all, all the money that's been going into certain big music streaming platforms, right? Is that there's an expectation of making big money, which can drive companies to, do stuff like what we were just talking about. <laughs> so is there going to be social media manipulation of podcast list at some point? There might be a reason. My name is said in vain in some circles and Rob Walsh's. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to listener privacy and our stance and our vocal and you too, our vocal right. position on this. Well, there's, there's probably a little bit of an economic price to pay for that. Right. I mean, if you think about yeah. the valuations of yeah. these big, uh, social network platforms, right. And 
the trillions of dollars that they're valued. Um, this stuff, unfortunately, I hate to say, but it works. And so maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe, uh, if I didn't, if I didn't have such a, try to instill in the company so much privacy, uh, for our listeners and stuff that not our listeners, your listeners. Right. Um, maybe I, maybe, maybe I could have an early retirement. Yeah. Well, as we both know, Todd, the cookie is going away. You, you know, this makes this conversation Rob and I are having are making people nervous. Right now they're listening to this. Yeah. But go, go. I mean, if you're a subscriber to Netflix, go, go watch this documentary. It's called the social dilemma. Uh, it's an hour and 34 minute, um, documentary, kind of like a documentary drama. It kind of blends kind of like a real world family experience in to drive the point of what's happening here. So, and then it has real people from Facebook and Twitter and Instagram explaining what they're doing. (laughs) TikTok. And, and what we can do to, uh, back out of this. Because what they fear, what many of these tech experts fear is that we may be taking ourselves down the path of destruction. Uh, boy, we could really go a long ways with this topic, but we're not going to. No, no. I'm just making a general statement. It, it's not a partisan comment. Like there could be ramifications of this. None of us want. So. You know, I, I don't know. I, and it really, yeah. And maybe it's because I'm, I'm older, you know, and I got a perspective from a long dead, God bless his soul, grandfather who really taught me the art of, um, playing devil's advocate and being able to convincingly take a position that I didn't necessarily agree with to have a conversation with someone else to press buttons in a way that allowed, you know, understanding and also be able to, to, to talk with people that had different opinions and not get into a damn fist fight, mm-hmm. you know, and to right. be able to respect right. what each person, and guess what? What was amazing? Learn something. Yeah. You learned, you, you actually, you actually, your, 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 your mindset was expanding. And that's why I think podcasting today, if you so choose to explore content that maybe you're not, if you feel a little uncomfortable listening to some content, maybe you need to listen to a little more and maybe there'll be a nugget in there that you'll take away and go, Hmm, maybe I need to change or maybe, Hmm. Maybe they need some feedback. Right. You know, but, what you'll find with this documentary, though, is when they get to the end of it, they kind of lay out um, how things need to change. Um, and it's, and it's not, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Somehow we all need to be able to agree on truth and reality. Um, and that's what's starting to disappear. Rob, now. Rob, Rob, Rob. Yeah. The truth is now decided by Facebook, 
Twitter, Instagram, well, CNN, MSNBC, Fox. The truth is decided by those organizations and okay. groups. Right. But the, but the other point that they make, too, <laughs> is that this is about people. Well, I know. People are, people are the ones that, are, that take what they see in these platforms and they bring it into the real world. Oh, absolutely. And that's where the problem is. So, you know, these, these social platforms weren't built with this in mind. This, this wasn't, I mean, I was involved. I mean, I met Mark Zuckerberg back in 2007. Um, you know, when I was getting started in technology myself, it seemed like a great thing. We could connect up the world and the world be a better place. Right. But the problem is, is that it started out with good intentions, but what's happened is, is that the tools have been co-opted by people that don't have the best of intentions. And it's all about business model. That's what's driving the economics um, of this work. You can just see it in the valuations of these big tech companies. Well, again, and it's them and their content moderation teams that are deciding which content gets put forth. In some ways, that's the solution, though, Todd. It just maybe isn't going far enough. Uh, again. That's, that's, uh, that's the bottom line of what these guys come out saying at the end of it, is that somehow we've got to, you know, almost like pull the plug on something. Try to, try to take a one-week vacation from Facebook. I know. And that's, that's part of the issue, right? Is, and they all agree that it's not going to go away because... There's too much money. There's too much money. There's too much desire to, to keep the, the, the animal alive, right? Because there's shareholders and people making a lot of money. So how do we evolve this to keep everybody happy? Question. We join the party, Rob, we get rich and we retire. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm just <laughs> some people are, you know, unplugging, right? Some people yep. are having a reaction of, well, cancel your account. Well, that is, you know, why am I not watching? You know, I'll be frank. If I turn on any news channel, my apprehension right. level starts going up, up, right. up, up. And it doesn't get to the point of a panic attack, but I go home pissed off. You know, if I accidentally turn on the TV, at lunch, and it's on a news channel. So that's why I've, I've unplugged. I've had to, right. and it's not just political, it's everything. Right. It's yeah. everything. And, and it's, and I've got to pull back a little bit too, because um, I caught myself this past weekend at the Indie PodCon um, talking about um, how to build community uh, around your podcast. And using the, the example of some emotion is always good, right? Because you're keeping people's attention, right? It can be good or bad. We've said that on this show sure. before too. So that, that's a little bit of what we're talking about here is that we, we as content creators feel like, uh, you know, as long as we're instilling an emotional reaction, we're going to get deeper engagement. And that's the premise that, the social dilemma is under is all around attention, right? 
if we get people thinking about things that maybe are conflictions or they're, they're things that cause anger or in, you know, enjoyment or they're funny, they're almost like a dopamine fix right. for listeners, right? Yeah. So us too. So, right. Cause I get excited. If I have a real hot, juicy article for like this show, <laughs> you know, that's right. the dopamine kicking in because we're going to have a little fun with it. Right. So it, I, I guess when that dopamine fix turns into something that happens to you in the real world, that's detrimental to you or your family or your, you know, your uh, spouse or whatever, if it comes into the real world, that's where the, Mm. and i'm always you know i do it on this show and on my tech show as i'm and we don't ask it as often on this show as we probably should but i'm always asking my audience what do you think what do you think of that and what's your opinion and do you agree with me do you disagree with me we don't do that a lot on this show maybe we should but you know oftentimes people are pretty silent about stuff that we say in this podcast and you make me wonder you know Besides entertainment value, um, you know, what what do you think of some of the stuff we're talking about? So maybe we yeah. should ask you guys to email us once in a while. Well, I mean, we get emails from we do. listeners on, on occasion and, when they kind of object to what we're saying. And sometimes usually. they're like, don't read this on the show. Right. <laughs> right. And it's, it, it's usually a criticism is what you usually right. get. Right, right. It's not a lot of praise for that's out there these days. <laughs> no, I don't think we get much praise. The praise was here recently. Stephanie said in the, in the show notes, Todd, you're funny. So, you know, that's, that's praise, you know, so. <laughs> it's about as far as it goes. That's fine. You know, and that make actually, that makes my day because, you know, we try to make this show a little bit fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it's, I don't know. I, I just think that at this point, um, Again, I say I don't know, but I do know. That's <laughs> um, kind of an oxymoron. That we, um, we as podcasters, I think when it boils down to the nitty gritty, and I maintain things I keep saying over and over and over and over and over again in this space is we have a we have a we're in a unique position to influence people with genuine content that can help them challenge them, give them ideas. Um, I, I don't, it, this is, this medium has moved beyond the 1920s real time radio drama stuff. I, I interview podcasters for our internal podcast for podcast insider. And I hear their, their Genesis stories of why they started their shows and the stuff that they're doing and how they're helping people. and. I'm astonished. I, there was an interview I did with a gentleman that does the CEO podcast and blown away by this guy and what he was doing. A gal out in Australia that is doing a podcast where it, it's basically, she has a, like a little room and brings the guest into and it's uh, it gets a karma right. And, you know, they aren't, they're not smoking weed, but they just, they get into the right zone, maybe with a glass of wine or whatever, and then get into these stories. And when I hear this stuff, I'm like, my God, look at what we've created here and right. the, the, the good 
it's doing. You, 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 this, this is not, some of these, some of these shows cannot, they can only be expressed in a way they are expressed and people feel they're in a safe place and be able to share openly is because it's audio. There's no camera in front of them. There's, there's a conversation and to me, it's usually pretty private, too, oh, right? very personal. private, very personal. Right. And to the point where almost the host has to say, are you, are you sure I'm okay with publishing this? It's like right. you get in the, you know, deep, deep inner secrets of things that have happened, uh, you know, and it's just, it's, it's, it's remarkable. Then, then you got comedy shows, right? You got tech shows, you got science shows, but you got, you know, you got this whole genres of content that serve different emotional bases and information and everything like that. Mm -hmm. YouTube does not do that for me. YouTube entertains me. YouTube shows me about lifestyles and stuff that I wish I could do that. I wish I could afford to do that inspire me to make more money, to be able to go sail away. Right. But podcasts, it's, it's, it's different and radio will never be able to repeat it. YouTube right. won't be able to repeat it. TikTok won't be able TikTok comes close in 60 second bite. TikTok comes on a personal level, on personal story. But YouTube is, I mean, a podcast, I, 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 we've created something really, really special here. And I say we, the, the whole podcast yeah. space. The, the whole space. Do you think that there's a danger though, that we fall into this, um, the same kind of paradigm that we're seeing in social media, uh, happening to podcasts once we start, um, unlocking the, the topics and comments that are deep in the content, right? So we've seen these platforms come out that will, will enable sharing of clips, right? And people will occasionally with this show and other shows they'll share let's say 30 seconds whatever to to make a um make a point mm-hmm. or point a finger or say these folks um said something in this podcast here's the podcast you know shame on you right um is that kind of like the beginning of that um same kind of culture coming to podcasting thank god thank god that I've got 60, 90 minutes of this program in its entirety and within the full contextual scope of the comments, the things that were said before and after to basically defend oneself when someone takes 30 seconds and didn't take the three minutes before and the three minutes on the other side and took 30 seconds and said, shame on you. Right. And be honest with you. All I'm going to got my blood pressure up, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we've all wanted to (laughs) unlock the, the deep content of podcasting, right? That's always been how it's been phrased to me, right? It's the, it's the, it's almost like this conversation is going on around the internet and the web around the, the dark web, right? Yeah. Um, the, the, <laughs> the content that exists behind passwords typically that are not indexable by Google, right? Just 
just to use an example. Um, and that's kind of how audio has been viewed. It's almost like it's, it's content that is deep and it takes commitment to get to and not easily discoverable or findable. Um, but what we're seeing now is a shift in the industry over to transcriptions, yeah. to snippets, to people sharing um, the content inside of this has been kind of a sacred bubble, right? You, you are always going to have asshats that are going to, it happens in mainstream media, happens with reporters, it happens with CNN, Fox, MSNBC, all these They're groups. all jabbing each other. With they they all do a 45-minute interview with someone and take 60 seconds and make that person look like a king or the devil. And so you're going to have... It's going to happen here, too. It already is. So yeah. the only thing that's good here is I don't have to come out and say such and such new organization took me, you know, here's the pre story and here's the post, you know, I, at least in this space, right. This show is public and can be listened to in its entirety. And when right. someone comes pointing their figure, I'm like, go listen to the five minutes before and four minutes after. Right. You know, that's true. And that's true. So people can try that. And I can still hang myself, right, with yeah. something you say, but at mm-hmm. least the full context of the conversation's there. Right. <laughs> I love using that word, asshat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure what it means, but that's okay. You, just, you know, it, you get the idea. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, those are the trends that I'm, I'm seeing in the in the industry that are kind of unlocking these controversial areas, right? That yeah. People, people give opinions on podcasts and not all podcasts are formatted for people to give opinions or thoughts or, or, you know, a lot of podcasts just don't have that in their genre, but the ones that do run a risk and shows like this one, right? We yeah. give a lot of opinions and, and observations that some people don't like. So Robert in the chat room says, I received a glowing review of my podcast, but here are some parts that raise concern. And I'm assuming this is from the review. He says, I just have to tell you how much I, I have loved listening to your podcast. Again, I'm taking this. I'm assuming right. this is from his comment. His yeah. From his podcast. So he says, I've just to tell you how much I love listening to your podcast. I've never listened to a podcast before. By now, it's almost a form of stubbornness and my inane act resistant. I didn't even realize it was a podcast at first. Probably good sense, given my stubbornness, I might not have bypassed you. In these tough times, I just want to give my praise and my thanks for helping me find something to keep me occupied as like most am now working from home. So again, Robert, I'm, if that was to your show, that's, you know, that's a great feedback. Yeah by yeah, good, but that could have almost been a review for us too so well I, hopefully it was <laughs> but he, but no he said i received a glowing review of my podcast but right. here are some parts that raise concern so i think what it is i think his concern is and robert if you tell me if we got it right or not your concern was that this person had resistance to listening to your show because it was a podcast so what that is yeah that's yeah i don't 
that's an individual. I wouldn't take too much. I, I wouldn't read too much into that. Mm-mm. You know, that's one person that maybe. What does it need to be? Does it need to be a radio show or something? Well, or have- here's, here's the problem, Rob. It goes back to what you said already. So if this person said I was stubborn, what do you say? I, I know. I said, I have never listened to a podcast before by now. It was almost a form of stubbornness and my inane act of resistance. So, so was that because that gentleman was bought all in on mainstream media? He was all in on something and yet thought that, that the professionals were giving him the information he needed and that this podcasting thing was something inferior. Is that, this guy, and I'm only speculating, but could that be that individual's reasoning? Um, could be. Could be. Could be. I mean, there's people out there that think that podcasts are amateur hours, right? Yeah. It's not not serious content. And and I know, you know, boy, for years, and I think this goes back a while, you know, if, if my grandfather missed the news, that, you know, that was... Uh, that was, uh, if dinner was late or whatever, you know, it was almost, it was almost time for, uh, the, 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 the husband and wife to have a fight because he was made to miss the news, you know? So right. I think some people, it's just like, didn't get my newspaper. Well, I didn't get my newspaper. That was my definitive source. I think it's a generational thing too. So. Well, was the newspaper, the, the early smartphone? <laughs> no. The, no, you want to, you want to hear what the newspaper became, right? The early Facebook. That too. Right. Because so much page on the front page and right. depending on your political persuasion, that front page got your political bent on it. And so why do people not trust newspapers anymore? You know? Same thing, same thing. It's going on in Facebook. Same thing. It's going on in the mainstream media news. Well, People I don't. don't they, they don't trust newspapers anymore because nobody reads newspapers well, anymore. Well, why do they don't read newspapers no more? News agencies, right? That you're talking about. Why don't the they? Companies. Why don't they read newspapers anymore? Is it a trust issue? I mm-hmm. would contend it's part of that. Yeah, but I just think things have moved over to digital now. So, of course. Yeah. That's part yeah. of it. That's a big part of it too. But I think in the end, I think that while podcasts can be very political and there's lots of political podcasts out there, mm-hmm. I think where the, one of the last salvations of whew, leaving that shit at the door, you know, <laughs> it still the sneaks la- in. <laughs> the last bastion of civil discord. Is that what you're saying? Maybe, maybe. You know, maybe, but again, depends if you're siloing yourself to listening to what you believe instead of, you know, again, I go back to when I was young, I was, I understood the value of discourse and discussion and sharing ideas and having, you know, mixed opinions. And well, I think in the past there was trusted authority, right? The problem is now there's no trusted authority anymore. What do I, one of the things I talk about in building a podcast is the number one thing you have to do as a podcaster is you have to build authority. And trust. Those, those go together. Those go together. 
So yep. to build authority, number one, you better stay on topic. You better be right. And you have to be trustworthy of giving that information. Without those two, you can't be a successful podcaster, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that, that's on my like five a presentation I gave for like five years. Build authority. You have to build authority. Authority and trust. Without that, so I think that the majority of podcasters out there are do do very well at building authority. I think they try very hard to be the subject matter expert in the content that they're putting out. My worry, though, Todd, is that it's becoming harder and harder to to be confident that you're doing the right thing to be to actually be seen as a trusted authority. Oh, it, it, it takes a lot of work to be, well, it it takes a lot of work. It depends on what your sources are. I mean, if you're right, 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 right. You're kind of like a curator, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you're, it used to be in the past. And this goes back to when I was doing my, my radio show in the early days, I would basically, the whole radio show was built around what was happening in the news, right. Or, Or around technology and the internet and things like that. I obviously would throw in a lot of my opinions very much like what we do with this show. Sure. Um, so it was a combination of using real world facts, right. From the news yep. and, and applying a little commentary to it, right. Yep. Um, yep. to extrapolate, you know, into the future, where is this going? What's the evolution of this? But it was always fundamentally based on some agreed upon foundation of, of truth, right. Yep. Around what is happening in the market, right. Whether it's Wi-Fi or if it was internet connectivity, fiber optic networks, you know, it was coming out of the news, right? And I was able to take that out there. I think today it's becoming more complicated than that. I don't know that we can go to any number of thousands of news sources and say that that's the definitive truth or reality anymore. Well, this goes right back to a couple of things that we've talked about on this show in the past is I'm always suspicious when I get on a website and it's got some product review. Right. And I'm like, is there a financial relationship here with this is a paid post? You know, Mm -hmm. especially in the tech world, that stuff happens a lot. If there's a list Mm -hmm. of cell phones or whatever. So I always put out a little disclaimer here. Here is the top four according to but I'll let you use your own judgment, whether or not these are the best for something to that effect. But I think that it's good to question. And I think we have to start. If if anyone, if you take anything at face value today, well, sorry, (laughs) Um, you're in for a rude awakening. And I'll go back to a show that I, you know, with, I love a lot. No agenda. What do they do? They tear down these articles. They look for the contradictions, right? They look for the contradictions. They look for the financial relationships. They look for, they have, and they have all this historical. And so they put some color on commentary. And I think we, as podcasters, as we're looking at stuff and talking to people, we have to be able to go, Mm, don't know about that right right and that's where if you're willing to do that as as long as you're willing to say 
eh, here's what they say, but I'm not 100% sure they're right. What are you building? You're building trust because you're saying you don't 100% trust the article and the people may not have recognized it themselves. So you build authority. So as podcasters, I think we have to always question. This is why was I dogging on The Verge earlier. It was all part of that softball interview, right? Right. And so they probably don't have a sponsorship relationship. They probably don't, you know, but it, it might be the writer might be friends of the company and have a podcast over there. So there's no, but there's no disclosure of that. See? So right. when I laughed about that and I threw a little color on there, in other words, okay, you know, I'd like to have a, if that happens to me, I hope to find a softball interview like that as well. But <laughs> right. And I think, you know, I think to kind of add to what you were saying on top of this is that, you know, I know I mentioned earlier about how social network is trading on our attention, but I think if you really extend it out um, to the ultimate destination, there is a certain thing that, um, that relates to what you were just saying is that, you know, who has authority and who has trust. Um, right. and, and how is that built today, given the environment that we're in and, and, and the fact that so many people only see what they want to see. And I, I remember this conversation many times on my, my radio show that I did about the growth of the internet of technology around the topic of personalization. Right. And I think this whole thing spun out of that concept of personalization, right? That people have interests in various things uh, in their lives, but they have primary interests, right? So as content platforms, we should format what we do to deliver the content that the, the audience wants to consume, right? So that that's the ideal goal, right? Is to go after that. And a lot of the platforms were aspiring to that. And I, and I think that's how we got there got to this point with Facebook was that desire for personalization. Uh, it happened to Google. It's happened to all these big platforms. If you really think about it, all of us see different content when we do a keyword search. So if we go in and we type a mm-hmm. keyword search, it's going to pull up those search results based on what they know our interests are as it maps to that keyword. That's and, why I love incognito mode. <laughs> right, right. Is that's a more of a true result right, based right. on that keyword. It's not filtered against what the algorithms know about you already. That's right. right. The biases they apply. Right. And that's, that's the problem that we have in the space right now. Maybe we need to take these learning algorithms out of the mix, especially because we're now killing cookies, right? Awesome. So now that we're killing cookies, then it's going to be more difficult to map um, pathways. But it, um, but going back to the content, I think I think we have an opportunity here because there are so many diverse voices. Is to have um, well-rounded conversations and to be able to, you know, listen to a variety of content, and I hope people do, and. You know, if nothing else, expand horizons or you understand other people's opinions or where they're coming from. So it better, it better makes you understand the world we live in today. And it's pretty damn complex. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 
I have up on one of my computer screens a, a screensaver image that uh, is from the X Files, and and that and and it goes back to the alien stuff with sure. X Files, and, and it's basically the truth is out there. So oh. I have it on my screen here um, on my second computer. But can um, you handle the truth? Well, that that you know certainly that that's a big issue um, today more than ever, <laughs> but nonetheless that is the key to maybe keeping our, our society from self-destructing. There would be, and I'm just relating back to my military days. Cause I, the job I did, I had access to lots of information right. and it was usually just factual, just stated X, Y, Z didn't necessarily draw conclusions, but it just gave right. you information. Somebody was doing this, someone was doing that, this was happening, this was moving here, this was going there, this is something to watch out for. And um, there was no political spin on it. It was just, it, it was just, yeah. it was just information, right? And, um, and it, it allowed you to build a pretty good picture of, you know, with the job I was doing, what was going on and what I had to be prepared for when I deployed and all that stuff. And, um, I would often hear stuff on the news or on Facebook or someone would be talking about something and I would just smirk because they would have it so wrong. And oftentimes that famous movie where they got, you can't handle the truth, oh, you know, yeah. that, that scene would replay in my mind again and again and again and again and again and again. Um, Jack Nicholson, right. It, it would just replay in my brain because oftentimes what was portrayed and what was happening was so different, but right. yet, but yet, uh, I can't talk about it for 99 years. So, um, <laughs> funny how that works, right? Right. <laughs> even though, even though most of that stuff was, the information was already, ex, you know, expired in, you know, three weeks, you know, it was no, it had no value to it. Um, so I think, what it is, is we all live in a little bit of fog, <laughs> no matter where we're at in, in the world. And a key is try to see through the fog, but hopefully as podcasters, as you're niched in on specific content, you're able to, to separate the wheat from the chaff and find, right. you know, find that gold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the concept of secrets and the content of, of, you know, and we talk about that a fair amount on this show too, around how both of us can be under NDA or whatever, but, uh, and we can't talk about certain things and those are truths, right? But, um, we do have to shield interests that are out there. Um, but it is an interesting question around, um, should we know more than we do? Right. And I think it's a much bigger question, but it gets back to trust sources. Well, what it you know, really, the the day. what it really, um, the majority of the reason why, and this is really kind of off topic, but the reason governments have secrets is not necessarily the the long-term value of that secret because again most of that stuff expires very very quickly it has lo no it's just a this is what's going on now here's right. what happened uh right. and ex but it's how that was collected the how if someone knows that right. you know that information then they're going to say oh i need Where to change i need to change what i'm doing to not allow that information to be found out. So it was right. not necessarily, 
it was the source. It was the sourcing and how that information was derived, wherever it mm-hmm. came from. And mm-hmm. uh, that is the true secrets. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the stuff that, you know, you get rolled up for and end up in a box somewhere and never see the day, uh, light of day. Is when you talk about that kind of stuff, it's not this expirable information. Right. Yeah, true. <laughs> so anyway, I think that the podcasting space is, it is playing probably in a little bit more of a world of, of, of fact. Yeah. Truth, tries to, yeah. And, and I don't know. I mean, I'm worried about it as well. I mean, I, I certainly don't want our world to blow up and, and have big problems in the future because of technology that got out of control. Well, I, I think we all have to protect ourselves from the information we're being fed and put a filter on it. Right, and not take it into the real world. And and, and, also- and try to determine, this is why that snooze 30 days is awesome. Right. When someone gets on a tangent, I'm just like, okay, y- y- you're kind of lost in your own right. concern right now. I don't need to absorb any of that and, and turn that off. And, but Facebook at the same time says, well, Todd turned that off. He doesn't want to hear that no more, but maybe they'll turn stuff off. Maybe I should be exposed to. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Have we really got deep today or what? Holy crap. We did. We did. Todd. <laughs> Over the rainbow. Oh my under the bridge. God. I guess so. Holy smacks. This one goes down as an elect- intellectual 101. I don't know if we got to 401 or not, but holy <sighs> crap. <laughs> I kept trying to pull it back to podcasting, but it was it got off the rails a little yeah, bit. But it's good. You know, I think it's conversations that we, you know, I, I don't know. We're, we're the new media show. So, yes. and we're at episode 400. Holy crap. So those of you that we've held the audience pretty good today. So what do you guys think? Was, was, was the conversation, was the conversation good today? Was it, uh, make you think a little bit? Let's look over on YouTube. So, uh, says, uh, I listened, Todd, your topics and forthrightness is admirable. And Rob Lake makes rap and Rob's laugh makes a world a better place. <laughs> So that, 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 that was nice. You know, forthrightness yeah. is, there's no reward for forthrightness. You know, there, there really isn't. And, uh, you know, if I ever am no longer the CEO of Blueberry, I probably won't be hireable because of forthrightness. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll be put under, I'll be put under a PR, PR, you, you want to say anything, you have to talk to the PR person. <laughs> right, right. I know in some ways we're, we're probably seen as it as a form of whistleblower, aren't we? No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think you know we we're not in here. We're not in here whistleblowing on people. We're just you know we talk about issues, and we we're not out here just generally bashing on folks. No, 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 not at all. So, sure. Gail says the conversation was awesome. Well, thank you, Gail. We appreciate that. Yeah, and yeah thanks, Gail. Please, uh, please share thirty seconds of uh, some snippet that gets us in trouble. <laughs> Because if you don't, someone will. <laughs> on Facebook, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, on Twitter. Yep. So, yeah. sure. Okay. Well, um, and Robert says, great show. Really good. Man, yeah, we thank you. Um, so, so, Todd, do, I just want to throw it out there. Do you want to keep doing twice a week? Your thoughts? You getting tired? 
no, I'm not getting tired of it. I think, I think we continue a little bit longer. I think at some point, maybe we have to draw back. I don't know. What do you, what does the audience think? I, I'm, right. you know, be honest with you. This is a big, this is a big time commit for yeah. both of us. I mean, what's, what, what's been going on with the, you know, the downloads and the, yeah, the we're, streams. we're up or, you know, I think the last couple of months we're up another thousand listeners a show. So yeah, we're, we're up streams been, been good, you know, good commentary. So, so we more than doubled based on doing oh, yeah. two a week. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. Since, since the beginning. So, um, I, yeah, I okay. don't know, I guess there's, you know, we've got a big silent audience and there's a huge number of people we, we, you know we know certain people are listening we know we've got some east coast contingent that's listening we know the west coast contingent or at least somebody in the west coast is listening to us and um yeah we know adam curry's listening to us because adam quoted us um in one of our recent shows and his on his mastodon server I found oh, out they found oh. out through clinton so we've you know we've got a number of folks that are tuning in Mm-hmm. on our topics so i don't know it, it, you know if do you you know we'll just ask the audience are we are we still influencing the podcasting space are we influencing you on the decisions you make and the content you create and who you associate with and and maybe that isn't a fair question but are, are we are we influencing is it rob's and i message influencing you guys motivating you and i think that's maybe what we need to hear i don't know yeah. And, and, and does it help that, that we have guests on from people from the industry or do you just prefer to have just the dialogue between Todd and I, I mean, that's the, that's the tug of war that I've been pulling on for, for years on this show. You know, here's the crazy part. We had no clue where we were going today. I sat down here and I knew we were going to talk about Amazon. Knew we were going to talk about the, the hire to Apple. I knew mm-hmm. we were going to talk about what, one other thing we could talk about. There was, I don't know. There was like three things I knew we were going to kind of talk about and everything else just kind of went from Spotify there. And yeah. And yeah. Some of that stuff are, you know, kind of, kind of the big things just filter right. in, you know, I didn't even, we didn't even look, I didn't even, you know, I, I actually, I'm not reading pod news at the first thing in the morning anymore. I'm going to it a little bit later in the day. Yeah. That's so, um, there's just a lot of, a lot of stuff being talked about, you know, a lot of the news is really in all these deals being made on content and you and I are not in the content. So. Not at all. Well, I saw that, uh, Chartable got, got another two and a quarter million in seed funding. Keep, keep the lights on. Not that I talked about that at all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Spoiled it, Rob. They were supposed to go look in themselves. I know. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So remember, if something's free, you are the product. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's true. It can't be even. We talked about a lot today. Can you, and yet, never mind. I'll stop. You're gonna fall off the cliff. Oh, I'm gonna really piss somebody off. <laughs> you know, for a while there, when I was uh, doing the uh, 
the social media campaign to get someone put in jail here in town that was uh um was uh taking advantage of high school girls um you know i was worried about coming back to my hometown and having to wear a bulletproof vest because of the people that resulted in getting fired and losing their jobs <laughs> mm-hmm. you know do I not you and i are we, we're not at the point yet where we have to wear bulletproof vest <laughs> to podcasting events <laughs> See, that day's coming well <laughs> uh, so i did notice um in in james's uh monetization newsletter that he's doing on podcasting that there was some mention of the open podcast analytics work group or OPAWG. Um, that shows that their space is coming together to better document, prove an area that takes considerable effort to manage user agents. So I don't know if you're involved in the open podcast analytics no, working group. But anyone that's tracking user agents, fantastic. Please, please keep tracking them well. It saves, saves us from having to do it. <laughs> right, right. So I don't know if there's, I'm not involved in that that working no. group. I'm but, not quite sure why we haven't been asked at least. First I've, there. first I've heard of it. Here's one other thing too, is we should talk about IPV6 on the next show. There was an article about it. Yes. And we should take a note about IPV6 and how, when are, when are we all going to cut over to it is the question of the day. Um, Podcasters are not going to like it if we do. Yeah. <laughs> do you stats junkies out there? You you're confused now. Oh, right. Oh. We can right. we can probably. Matter of fact, we ought to have Angelo on to talk about IPv6. He can probably explain it better than anybody. Yeah. Well, we can. You know, have him pop in here and and give us the. The, the 411 on it. Yeah, because uh, it's not, I guess, in the, I'm not using his words, but I'm just going to say it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> it's not yeah. going to be pretty. And yeah. when big brains are already, how should we place this? When big brains are already exploding over it, um, it it's it, it's a significant challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. Okay. Uh, okay. Talk to you later. Hey, we'll be okay. back with you on Saturday. What is today? Wednesday? We'll be back with you on Saturday right. at uh, 12 p.m. Eastern time and uh, back with another show. So, everybody, thanks for being here. Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News is my Twitter address. And Rob at uh, Rob Greenlee. Um, at Rob Greenlee on Twitter. And then my email address is uh, robg at lipson.com. And uh, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.